Water Banter. Boom, and we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. It is Joey Cates, and we got a great show for you lined up. In the studio, we have running for U.S. Congressional 4th District in the state of Mississippi, Mike McGill in the studio today. He's going to be talking to us about his campaign. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to thank the people who keep the lights on for us, just like we always do here on the Brown Water Banter Podcast, right out of the gate. It's 2024. It's the year to smile more. Dr. Robbie Williams, located right here in Ocean Springs on Washington Avenue. Uh, you can look him up on the socials, at Southern Magnolia Smiles on Facebook and Instagram. When you're ready to book that appointment, go get them pearly whites shined up. You can give him a call at 228-215-1202 and tell him that we sent you. Uh, Taylor and Cox Law Firm, our buddy Tyler, uh, they've been practicing law on the Mississippi Gulf Coast for 30-plus years, man. If you find yourself in the boat where you need legal representation, give them a call at 228-696-0111, or you can look them up as well online, Taylor and Cox Law Firm. They specialize in felonies, misdemeanors, DUIs, family law, divorce, child custody. Nobody wants to need an attorney, but when you do, you want somebody in your corner that's going to fight tooth and nail, man. Taylor and Cox Law Firm, we highly recommend them, and tell them uh, that we sent you. Uh, our buddy Rocky Brooks over at Cedar Swamp, a local tackle and apparel sh- uh, store right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. He's got two locations, Gaucher and Gulfport. Uh, he's got all your outdoor needs covered, man. He's slinging kayaks. He's got rods, reels, uh baits anything you need he does real repair uh you name it he's got you covered and he's also carrying brown water gear which is super cool as well so look him up on facebook see the number two and then swamp or you can give him a call at 228-205-3964 uh it is officially the middle of february so if you're still working on starting that new year's resolution you have failed you probably need to try again however it's still not too late to get back in the gym to start working out and get off the couch stop feeling like a big turd Go to Forever Young Men and Women's Health. Look them up on Facebook as well. Uh, Kendrick, go uh, make a, you can book an appointment with him. Let him do an evaluation. Let him figure out, do you need hormone replacement? Are you vitamin deficient? Is there something going on? Let him optimize your health. Or you so just he, like cookies. <laughs> and it's probably cookies. But Kendrick can get you back on the uh, path to success, man. Give him a shout at 228-363-6623. That's Forever Young Men and Women's Health. And uh, put your hand, your health care in the hands of a professional and get back, uh, you know, take control of your health and uh, be healthy in 24. So uh, Dewey Dubugs, the host of this year's Bay Rat Bash. They're located in Diaberville right across the street from the Scarlet Pearl, and they are specializing in boiled seafood. Joey and I have talked about it on the show before. We're not sure that there's too many people out there slinging boiled seafood in a restaurant style. Also, with an open seafood market that he hasn't even started really marketing yet, uh, show up. You can order uh, seafood to go or sit down and have a meal. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, we're going to, like I said, it's going to be the host of the uh, 2024 Bay Rat Bash that's coming up in a few weeks. So look them up on Facebook, Dewey Dewbugs, and uh, tell them that you heard about them here. We have in the first weekend of March, the Biloxi, the 2024 Biloxi Boat Show, March 8th through the 10th at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. It's going to be our third or fourth year in a row, I believe, uh, being there. It's a great event. <clears throat> if you're in the outdoors, you can't miss it. It's uh, all the boat manufacturers, man, uh, from uh, you know, Blue Wave to uh, Sea Fox. Uh, what, Joey, name them. Uh, 
Anyone you want, really. Yeah, anyone, yeah, exactly, uh, that you could think of are going to be there. Yamaha, Mercury, the whole nine. Some boats that you can't afford that you just want to go watch and look at. Uh, all all kind of stuff for the outdoors, uh, all types of manufacturers for different products. It's going to be real cool. And we're going to be set up there, and we're going to be hanging out. So look them up on Facebook. They have a Facebook page, Biloxi Boat Show, and mark that on your calendars, March 8th through the 10th. And I'll quickly just mention, like I've said uh, a couple times already, the Bay Rat Bash uh, will be April the 13th at Dewey Dewbugs in Diabraville. We're giving away $1,000 for the first place uh, catfish. So who can catch the biggest catfish? Turn it into a grand. You can't beat that. Nope. Subcategories for black drum, croaker, white trout, and uh, we're going to have a spearfish division if you're into diving. Uh, we got a lot of sponsors there that we're going to be talking more about as we get closer, uh, but you can see their logos here on the screen. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for that. Let's jump into the conversation. Uh, let's start like we always like to do, man. Michael, where, give us your backstory. Were you born here on the Gulf Coast? Yeah, I was born here on the Gulf Coast, uh, 1980, a long time ago, I guess. So that was that's kind of fun part. But um, so I was born here in, uh, in Long Beach, Mississippi. All right. Uh, and I stayed here pretty much my whole life uh, then. So I guess growing up with me, I lived here on the coast. I'm a, we're a family of fishermen. You know, we've always Absolutely. lived here. We, we Poor family, you know, my dad was a water well driller. We just kind of, that's what we did. We lived off the Gulf and everything like that. Um, and as, as we... As I got older and older, my family finally took over the water well, water well built drilling business uh, from my uncle. And then that was our primary means. So that was kind of fun to do that, travel around, the, you know, South Mississippi, learning about geology and things like that. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and then as I got older, um, I went to Harrison Central High School. Um, after that, I went into law enforcement for about two years after uh, when I turned 21. So I was able to do that. And then uh, spent two years in law enforcement, and then ultimately in 2003, I was able to join the Army. Okay. So you were a Red Rebel then. I am. <laughs> That's right. I sure am. One of the originals, yeah. So it's so crazy when they built that other school out there on, like, County Farm Road, you know, because that oh, was yeah. right by my house. I was like, that's West Harrison. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that's yeah. a nice school. Yeah, it's not bad. I yeah. teach it the one that looks just like it, but it's at the Ironville. Yeah, the correct, correct, the yeah. Twin Schools, yeah. When, when you did, uh, who did you work for uh, Long, in law enforcement? Long Beach. Long Beach, yeah, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two years, you said? Two years. See yeah. a lot? Yeah, uh, I was, it was, yeah. Uh, it's In Long Beach, we, we don't think much of it. it. I mean, it's a nice city. It's a friendly city. Right. But they're still their own. They still got their own issues that, yeah. that, that every city works every through with people them. passing through and stuff. And it, it's a great way to uh, help the community. I've always been involved in the community and things like that. So, you know, once you get bitten by that kind of, you know, citizen helping citizens, you kind of just kind of go with it. And it's become, becomes, it engulfs you and becomes part of your life. And allowed me to, you know, move into the military from there. I just something just felt right to do. After that, I was given the opportunity. Some so some, th reason I waited so long to get in the military. I was born with a club foot deformity, so I had like a bad foot. It was, you know, bad leg muscle. I was in cast. Uh, and then the Shriners Hospital, I had to go up to Shreveport to the Shriners Hospital to get my leg worked on. Okay. Uh, from a baby. So I was in cast from like the day I was born until like probably seven, eight years old. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, leg shorter and everything. So. I just got off six weeks of crutches, so I can totally. Yeah. Uh, you can, you I, can I was older. I wasn't a child yeah, doing it. But I was. Yeah. I was a new very... appreciation for two healthy <laughs> well, legs. We got man. a buddy. We got a buddy who's. who's 
he was like done the same thing as you. One of his legs is longer than yeah, the other. No, it's the same, same thing, yeah. man. And never knew it until you look at him walk, and he's kind of like, oh yeah, he's he's wobbling. Absolutely, man, it, yeah. My like my right foot is like a four triple wide. It's like a square, you know. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the other, and I, you know, it's got a, it's got not as much leg mass, leg leg muscle mass as it needs to be. So I have to work. I had to work extra hard to do anything that I had to do. I had to continue to like. When everybody else was at 100, percent I had to go to 150 to maintain yeah, yeah. the the average. But you know, like, and my family was poor; we couldn't afford to do that. So the Shriners yeah. Hospital kind of stepped in and took over and helped transport me to the Shreveport, uh, to the Shriners uh, place up there, to their hospitals, and you they know, do great things. Man, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. Besides the little bitty cars that they yeah, ride, the cars are just a, yeah, that's <laughs> just yeah, they are. It's like, a marketing tool. It yeah, is yeah, yeah. exactly because they have transportation, you know, teams, their doctors, and everything. So the Shriners is like the coolest thing in the world, you know, to get involved in something like so, that. So you did the law enforcement thing, and then I joined the army. So finally, I was able to get qualified to, to join the army, and that I, I left Gulfport in 2003, March about March 3rd. 2003 and left it's hot at that point, right? Yes. I mean, yes. that's well, yes. Iraq. Correct. That's, you know, that's, yes, yeah, the beginning of the Operation Iraqi Freedoms yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So, and what, you were older. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was 23 at the time. So that's, oh, you, you know, were going in as a grandpa. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's true. The, you know, the average age is like 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, so yeah. I already went in, you know, and, and having a law enforcement background and being balanced and, you know, understanding the situation a little bit better gives you a little bit more yeah. leadership drive and things like yeah. that. So I was very lucky to get into, you know, go into the, to the army and then become a field art you know, in the field artillery. So I shoot, okay. I shoot multiple yep. launch rocket systems. So, you know, Sweet. like the HIMARS, you, you, if you're familiar with what's going on in Ukraine, the HIMAR lo- rocket systems that are hitting all those targets, right. that's my people. So okay. that's like literally my people. That's like what I'm talking when about. I, re- when I got out of the army that my unit was training the, the, the Ukrainians to shoot our equipment. That's our, you know, we send all our vehicles over there, you know, armed them, trained them. So, you what know, uh, cool. what what year did you get? How long were you in for? You start. You went so, in two thousand three. I went in twenty three. So I got out. I've been out about eight months now. Damn. Oh, really? so you did. Yeah. You did twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did okay. Years, yeah. Okay. So retired about eight months ago, and now okay. I was like thinking, like we were doing Ukraine stuff back back then. No, no. no just got was, out. Just, just got yeah, out. I, yeah, yeah. I just got out. So yeah. like when I left uh, my battalion at Fort Sill, they were the ones training. Uh, you know, my battle buddies were the one were physically over in Germany and Poland and stuff, training those guys on how to shoot, move, and communicate. So that's yeah. kind of cool. So I trained in the in the. I guess the best part of it is like I trained the soldiers that are training those soldiers to fight the Ukrainian war. So that's kind of cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. You got to see some stuff as far as like uh, places you've been. All yeah, around yeah. The world. Um, so uh, yeah, so I went to Fort Sill, uh, at the, at home of the field artillery. Uh, did all my training there. And then uh, I deployed to Iraq in about 2004, so which was Iraqi OIF three, I guess you could say. Right. So I went over there for that. And yeah, the sandbox. Over there. Yeah, the sandbox. Yeah. yeah. So went over there and did that. Uh, so you know, saw the normal combat stuff, been blown up three times. Wow. Nice. You know, yeah, yeah. So we got a buddy of ours who's blown up a uh, Nick. How many times he got blown up? Um, he told us he yeah. was in a mine. Like oh clear, yeah, just terrible. He I was like here, and he's got all yeah. kinds of like, stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like I would have never rode in a vehicle with you as many times as you. Got <laughs> well, yeah, joke around. Well, and no, you know, it's true because like as you learn, as you go into the military, you got guys you don't ride with. <laughs> yeah. I would have been that guy. Hundred like, percent. We would move. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's guy. like you know, like I got Walk. I got blown up three times, but we had a guy, Sergeant Markley, 
And the guy was just a mag. Nobody wanted nowhere to be. ID mag. Don't want to be in front of him. Don't yeah. want to be in the back. Just put him in the front and the, just let him get it over with. Right. Yeah. And that, and it was it was. And like he would you know get nervous, but he's like, I just don't want to go out today. <laughs> he can feel it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And we're, I, we're laughing at that. But yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we serious. all laugh. Yeah. He was here yeah. with yeah. us. He would laugh at you. It yeah, it's very serious. But you know, at the same time, as a soldier, you accept. You know, you know what you're doing. You know, this is this is the the ways to a mean to get to a better country for better people for them better you know a better country for us so it, you know you want to we'll do it all over again in this, tonight if they right. called me and said hey we're gonna bring that whole team back together right and we're gonna go back boys we're getting the band back <laughs> well <laughs> exactly right. we thank you for your yeah, service yeah thank, thank you for your did you see any other places like yeah. europe germany yeah so that? uh i came back um you know from you know being in iraq uh and from there, like you're saying, uh, yeah, about hearing, same way I wear hearing aids. I can't believe I wear hearing aids. Uh, but, I, I believe that too. Oh, yeah. But they got their Bluetooth, and I can listen to audiobooks all day. Yeah. <laughs> What's cool is you can yeah. listen to like it brown, like in the middle of, I can and just, nobody even knows what you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, no, that's it. I can listen to brown water all day. That's right. Like, there yeah. you go. Nice. Yeah, well, so Nick always even says, trade. Yeah, yeah even Nick trade. always <laughs> says when his wife starts yelling at him, he's like, no, it's cool. So, yeah, so, you know, I got bad hearing from that. But, oh, anyway, so, yeah, I came back from – from Iraq, and then we, uh, you know, transitioned back into MLRS, multiple launch rocket systems, and then they're like, you're going to Africa. So I was able to train up to do combat search and rescue. Uh, my unit, my, I had a little, my little squad or my platoon yeah. uh-huh. went to Africa, and uh, we covered, uh, we did combat, joint combat search and rescue for like the Horn of Africa, all over Africa. So it just mainly, we were stationed in Djibouti, but we would fly to wherever somebody was, somebody pushed the 911 button. Yeah. That's we were the ones that got to go. So. Is, so are you like an artillery attachment to a rescue mission? How does that work? <laughs> Somebody rolled the dice, man, and I don't know. <laughs> and you ended up there? <laughs> so it, and, like, and I knew it was the greatest mission of my life. I knew it right away because, like, you know, at that time we were considered infantry. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. of a lifetime. It's like, I'm going to hang out with special forces guys all day, do God's work, you know, right, and, like, right. and that's what we did. And so we get there. You know, we trained up, and we got to Africa, and then, like, all right, you're attached to – you know, the pararescues with the Air Force. And tomorrow, next when they'll rotate out, it'll be the Navy SEALs, it'll be Rangers or whoever it was. So you got to do cool guy stuff all the time. Yeah. And that was really cool. So, you know, we, in the middle of the night, they're like, suit up, you know, let's go. Where yeah. are we going? We'll tell you when we land. Yeah, like, right. Oh, okay, great. All right. So that was cool. And then, like, so, there's like some, adrenaline junkies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, jumping out of helicopters and, you know, like, hey, well, you want to go? We're going to do some halos, some high altitude, low opening jumps. Yep. Will you open up the landing zone for us? <laughs> yes, please pick sure. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll open that. I'll open it up for you. Yeah. Just yeah. take the four-wheeler and right. just go out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. And so I got to do a lot of training, which was cool about that is like the training up to it, I got to go to MARSOC, which is like the Marine. Yeah, it was Raiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So MARSOC. So I got to go to you – know, I'm a fan. I'm okay. there. I didn't serve. I'm just no, no, that's cool. fan. No, yeah. no, you should be. Everybody should be. They're, they're great guys, uh, great uh, community. Uh, so, you know, get to go to MARSOC and learn like – human tracking and uh uh like heavy weapons attack and run you know so just do it in marsoc is just kind of cool marine stuff, yeah, yeah marine special operations school yeah and just to be army and be able to go to something like that we were hand selected to do that specifically for whatever their skill sets they were looking for and um you know we had a great group of guys and we just loved it and that's all we did was train 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 everybody's like oh we're crazy I'm like, no, we just really like what we do. It was yeah. just yeah. fun. And, and at that high-stakes game, you better know what you're doing, Correct. right? Yeah. There's no margin for errors. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was jump ro- jumping out of helicopters and sliding down the yeah. ropes. Yeah, you better know what you're doing when you're going to yeah. fast rope down out of a helicopter. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's how I got my neck hurt. Because gravity <laughs> works every time. <laughs> It, it always works. You can guarantee <laughs> that what goes up will come, down. come down. So, yeah, I was, on, I was 
we'll call it we'll say we're near the Somali border. There you go. Let's just call it that. Right. And uh we were we were coming off the rope and the the guy pulled the the stick man the helicopter pilot pulls up and the helicopter goes vertical and I got on the ground <laughs> I made it. And then the guy above me He took a ride. A huge oh. big old big old heavy set boy and Falls landed right on, me, on top of crushes me. Messed my neck up. I didn't know it. I didn't know my neck was messed up until probably two years ago. When I couldn't turn left and right, something was wrong. So that was when you hit forty. Yeah, probably about over that. Here. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. exactly. How like, that man, feels. I feel Everything like somebody landed on hell. me. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. But you know, you get to shoot. You know, I never thought in my life I'd be shooting. You know, sniper rifles, rifles out of a helicopter that's in the air. You know, just like that's cool. and as an artillery. I was gonna say as an artillery. Yeah, this guy. is not normal for us. And so I was able to spend basically about two, almost two years in Africa, working with you know you know, Marines or yeah. Navy SEALs or whatever. And like say a Navy SEAL got in some trouble somewhere, you know, the, over wherever they were at, we were the, ex we were the extraction team that would come get them. And, you know, it was like, Calvary. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, usually those guys, their rules is like, use all the bullets before they get on the plane, you know, yeah. they get so and like, well, we're out of bullets. <laughs> and so we would do that. And it was very fun. I, I enjoyed it. I think that, that, that was probably the, the greatest part of my military, just being able to do that. But um, I just, I just enjoyed being around, people that wanted us and knew that they, they were like in you know, the military and since of the civilians in the community and um like i claim uh ethiopia is my place you know it's like yes you know so like that's you know i got to go to all these different places and meet all these people and they were just just wonderful humans and i, I just wish everybody could go to africa if they would their whole life would be different in the way they think so that's really? kind of cool yeah. yeah like more appreciative of the oh US. Yeah. yeah and just just humans in general they're just really good humans over there yeah Oh, cool. I met a taxi driver that knew seven languages and he was poor. Like he was just like, you know, it's like, Damn. yeah, you're like, here, dude, you, you don't, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah know what kind absolutely. Of yeah. On. And you know, and it's true. I'm like, you, I mean, I rode in a taxi, the driver sat on a bucket, like a bucket. And we had flashlights taped to the mirrors of the taxi and it would only go into second gear. And this guy could speak seven languages, you know, it's like, man, wow. you're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, you're in the wrong part sure. of the but world. But they're just humble people and they just appreciate everything. But yeah. When, so when did you get out? You said I got out. I got out about eight months ago. Okay. And so has the uh, desire to to run for office has that always been in the back of your mind? Or uh, no, no. Uh, I guess I got to go back a little bit further. Then okay. I guess if we want to get to to where it is, because like I have so many hats, and uh, you know, I, I I consider myself a humble person for the most part. So. I have a nonprofit. You're running for office. You got yes. to put all that to bed. I know. You got to start I talking know. about yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was in Africa, we were in a position to do a lot of humanitarian work. They're like, hey, who wants to go, you know, feed babies that right. are in an orphanage? You're like, pick us. Me, me and my guys would go, and uh, we would feed these community people. We'd work with animals, you know, like hyenas, hyena rescue. That was the coolest one, you know, it was a hyena rescue. And we would do all that, and we were like, man, we really appreciate and enjoy, you know, helping the community like this. So then – we came back to America, and me and my buddies were like, let's continue that same energy here in America focusing on American problems. And so we started a nonprofit called the School of Athens, and our mission was to provide for, you know, provide underprivileged children and veterans with an equal opportunity at life, May, and it could be anything. Uh, so just a small little nonprofit, we continued to take on the burdens of, you know, like uh, – a child, we had one child, the family couldn't afford a tombstone. So we were, we wow. raised the money for that. Simple, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, um, for example, here recently, uh, year, two years ago, we paid off 19 elementary school lunch debts. Like we raised the money and like 2,000 kids roughly. So 19 elementary schools uh, here in South Mississippi oh, wow. were okay. able to get fed again. Yeah. And, um, 
Uh, we provided, you know, personal pre protection equipment during COVID for some of the nurses down here. We provided a bunch of little stuff. But we clothes and shoes and food and whatever. Was, whatever the, was the tombstone in the U.S. too? Is yes, yeah, it was, yeah, the yeah, all this, okay. yeah, yeah, all this was in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of like, wow, we're really good at this. You know, and we had the shrine and back to the shrine. Ronald McDonald House and the Shriners, if you're familiar with them both. Right. Um, they asked us. They were like, hey, we got it. Because we were in Oklahoma City is about an hour and a half from us. And so they have a, a you know, we'd go up there and visit with the kids. And they were like, hey. There's a kid, uh, an, an infant, and like it needs, we need money. All, the family needs some help. You know, the, the Shriners Hospital or the uh, the Ronald McDonald House is free per yep. se, but we, everything has it. a call. Oh, yeah. Me too. Both of my children were premature. Perfect. Yeah. Bird at USA. Right oh, that's awesome. But somebody's got to pay for it. Some, there's there's got to be money coming in. There's yeah. electricity, and we know that, you know, it's roughly $37 or, you know, roughly something like that, $57 a night to, you know, do everything. And it was like, well, let us help continue carry that, take that burden off the family. Uh, and so we were able to raise like $3,000 for this child and this family to continue to have the best life while they waited for their child to get better. Right. Uh, and then the kid a month later, miraculously better. Everything's good. And we were like, that's it. Was We were on the right path. Yeah. So we continue doing that. And then, you know, as, as military soldiers, we it, we leave the country. We all, you know, have to go on our way. And I had to go to Korea. Uh, and I continued doing the same work. We were, uh, you know, we were over there, and I would be in Korea and do orphanages and make sure kids had presents and stuff. We like provided like three orphanages with like roughly like 120 kids with, you know, Christmas presents. All got all the soldiers together and coordinated it and made sure we like feed the, the homeless. Milica and, military Santa Claus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, and you know, you know, making sure the kids in the, like kids in the Philippines, you know, a bag of rice in the Philippines will go far. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, and then when we come back to America, you know, a, a school that we knew over there in Africa, my buddy Eddie, he runs the school. Uh, and he was like, hey, it's and it's, rice is a is their primary food, but during the drought season, it's hard to get, mm -hmm. and they have to go to market and auction like an auction market. And he's like, we're in trouble. I was like, well, how much you need? He's like, 212 kilos of food or rice. Well, done. Let's mm -hmm. do this, boys. And we, even though, even from America and after coming back from Africa, we were still continuing to provide for children in Africa. And, and then we're talking about a small group of soldiers. Like, this is not an organization. You like, talk about winning hearts and minds, right? Yeah. Y'all yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. are doing it on your well, own. We were winning though, right? our, yeah, we were, but we were winning our own hearts and minds too at the same time. We, you know, we love doing it. Right. And when you have the ability to do something, and if you don't do it, man, you got to, you know, like I always tell, I tell people, if, if you have the ability to respond, it is your responsibility. And that we did. When Eddie's like, can you help us buy 212 pounds of kilos right done? Yeah. So, you know, we do that. And so that, leading back to the whole point of the conversation was, that's how it started. Me and my son were delivering potatoes uh, into the very <coughs> impoverished neighborhoods. Uh, and I'm just sitting there and we're, we're delivering milk and potatoes and everything was going on. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Here's the problems right here. I can see them. They're right in front of me. What's right. wrong with America? Because this ain't a, a Mississippi problem right. or an Oklahoma. This is a national problem. There's kids everywhere Correct. Uh, that are doing like this. And I was like, how can we do this on a grander scale and more efficient? And I was like, we need to change the laws. That's where I, Then I was like, okay, all right, okay, well, I need to run for Congress. And, and it, that's how it came in because, like, I feel like the – when we we pick people to run for Congress, they're running for the wrong reasons. You know, they're running because of these, you know, the the political topics, like you know the 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 hot topics that everybody wants to hear. Right. But what we don't talk about is that how Mississippi ranks number ten in human trafficking. 
Nobody. It's the second most lucrative crime in the United States, other just drugs and human trafficking. Right. And nobody wants to tackle it. Yeah. You know. And there's crazy to me, but we'll talk about the most important, the, you know, the radical left or the radical mm-hmm. right. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do that. And because they're good, good topics, nobody right. wants to keep their head down and focus on what's important to actual Mississippians. You know, we rank number fifty in, in food inequality. We rank number fifty in uh, health care. You know, quality of life, and like that's, and if we could get somebody that would focus on what's important to Americans, like actual Americans, uh-huh. instead of try to get, you know, some street credit or you know, get a, a talking point on the news, we might be might be in a better place. You know, just someone that really cares about Americans uh, much more than they care about, you know, a status or how they got on Fox News or something like that or CNN. So. What, when you said <clears throat> that you realized that you, laws needed to be changed, what mm-hmm. what were you talking about specifically as far as, like, what were you trying to accomplish and what laws needed to be changed? Well, it's like, for <clears throat> example, you know, it's like we talk about, uh, you know, here in, here in America, like, are we, are we we're not getting the same, um, like, wow, what's the best way to say it? Like, we're not getting the same representation at, like, certain groups of people. Everybody's not getting equally represented okay and that's an issue for me like i think that so those are some of the things that's the simple things but when it comes to laws that we need to do we need to make we need to make it so that our va hospitals are better run, better run yeah uh, you know i've heard that's a nightmare we I've had, never yeah, had to deal with it I, but i've heard I, it's a nightmare you think you this sounds so simple but if we could just make fentanyl a class one narcotic we could make a massive we could arrest people a lot different mm, you know yeah. human trafficking if you get caught with a child or some cocaine, you will get more time in jail for the cocaine than you will the child. We must increase human yeah. trafficking laws and things like that. And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, mental health. You know, we need to be able to provide mental health to people. Like a basic level, if we, Mississippi has an issue when it comes to our homeless issues here on the coast. Right. And then we look at homeless issues. Well, it's cause of drugs. Well, what causes the drugs? Mental health. Usually, and we could, yeah. we could, we tackle the homelessness, but we don't understand the pipeline it comes. Treat the from. symptom, not the problem. Correct, yeah. and and that's what we and it could do. You know, we could we could really help out with that. Um, so for me, it's just bringing more awareness, uh, because a lot of the laws are ready to be in, or there. We just got to fix them. They're old. Okay. You know, we got to update them and things like that. So if we could turn around and start focusing on stop spending a hundred and ninety billion dollars in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And help build the infrastructure here, here in the Mississippi or here in the United States. I mean, our infrastructure is forty years old, behind schedule. Oh, it's yeah, old. Yeah. It's already. You know, old. you know, it should be illegal to sell land near a military base to the Chinese. I'm surprised that we sell land to the Chinese. Period. I didn't right. know. I, I, I've heard correct. that before, and I'm like, somebody would. Can, we sell farmland. Yeah, farmland. Yeah. Exactly. This is mind blowing. This is a national security. defense issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And so, like. You know, there's 143 congressmen, or excuse me, there's 435 congressmen in, in Congress, and only 80 are military. And yeah. I'm not saying that has a do, but I those 80 know. I promise you, they're like, whoa, they're you know, and and I think we need to put more congressmen, you know, that are military oriented or understanding, you know, that goes on because like, just you you never been in the military, you don't understand what it's like out there. You don't know about secure. Let me look at all the documents right now that the president lost in his house and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Us that have been in the skiff, which is like the secret document room, yeah, right. could, could we know. God no, <laughs> you leave it out yeah. your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would be in prison. I mean, you could lose them. Yeah. You gonna lose more well, than that. I, you know, yeah. like when when I was, you know, like currently, I currently hold a secret clearance in the army. I still have my clearances day. Mm. You know, I'm the only. I mean, 
you know, it, so it's understandable to know how important, you know, to keep a secret clearance and have one. I know what it takes to do that. I know, I know the, you know, the, the procedures for going into the military like that. So like, I couldn't imagine walking out with the red folder going, man, I wonder if they're going to miss this, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> like leaving high school, put it on the golf cart, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll never see it. And so. to me, like you're, you're in the, you were in the military. You, yeah. you should, you'll understand this. I mean, the president is the commander in chief. Yeah. He's the highest ranking there is no, yes, military uh, person that we have. He's the man. To, have, to, to let them have such an egregious, like, different set of rules, mm -hmm. and they all do it. It's not yep. just one administration. I think they've all no, done it to no. certain degrees. Yeah. Some within reason, I guess some more lax than others, but then you think about, like, the Hillary Clinton email yep. scandal where she had all those on her private server, then deleted them, and nothing happens. It's just how – for the guys that – If that know, would happen in the up, military, yeah. we'd be in pr under the prison. Right, right. exactly. And that, that's not a – you don't lead – you lead by example, Correct. right? Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I, I agree, and that's what we're not seeing is – and I really think the reason is it because we've went so long without military actively in Congress that it's – we're seeing civilian side effects to it. Yeah. And the civilians doing a great job, but I'm kind of more mad at the at the soldiers for not stepping up to the plate after they retire or whatever. It's like they just want to go home and relax. I'm like, buddy, your shift just begun. Right. Like you, the army gave me 20 years of skills that I need to put to work. Finally, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, they. I've learned. I've worked in the government. I've I've been a diplomat for you know dozens of countries with the army. Like when I was in Africa, I was like, if a, if a, a foreign military came in town, mm. I was the first guy they met. Hey, what do you need? What do you want? What can we do to strengthen our relationships and create that? Mm -hmm. And that's the way it was. Like, I'm I'm the only one of these guys that are running for Congress or in Congress that understands the foreign diplomacy the way I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived in Af I lived in uh, Korea, North Korea or South Korea for four uh, for four years. I lived on the border. Like I so when we talk uh, about DMZ, like yeah, right, so right there, when yeah, we, yeah, yeah, I live right up on the border. Uh, so when, yeah, yeah. Right up in there, 37, yeah. 38. Yeah. It just kind of depends. It's history moved it around a little mm -hmm. bit, but so. But I lived on the border for four years. You know, I know what it takes to guard a border. Like I've guarded, I've physically held a rifle. <laughs> yeah. And like, don't you go can't past come this through here. Don't yeah. come, yeah. You've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen it. So when I hear people talk about the border, uh, you know, it's you not know, a topic. It's for not you, a topic real. for me. It's like a real deal. And I, I just sit back and I'm, you know, the quiet guy in the room going, already, you know, and because like the issue is like, the laws are in place. Anybody's like, well, I'm, I can shut down the border. No, you can't. No, the border cannot be shut down. The president has to shut down the border. Right. The president, the president has to give a call. I cannot go to Congress and be like, I am personally going to shut this border down. It's not possible. Right. It's impossible. It's the president has to choose when to shut the border down. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing when he's like, okay, boys, lock her down. And then the whole military will pounce on it. Right. right. But uh, we had a pretty good show in Texas still. I think we got people. Yeah guys rolling over there yep. just, and just yep. freelance absolutely it. yeah you know what and you know I'm, I'm glad they're able to do that and have that thing and and uh you know it's, it's a much more complicated you know situation and i would i wish they would allow the government to handle it you know the state at the state level and the federal level we could find an answer but you know right now they're using the texas border as a ploy at the Republican and Democratic level. You know, it's like Democrats want to pass a bill. The Republicans are like, no, no, wait. Let's yep. wait a little longer because we need this to win these elections. And, you know, and, and the Democrats are doing the same thing. They're like, look at us. And I, they're so busy internally squabbling that they're not wanting to do their job. Right. They, they just want to be seen and heard and, you know, For say crazy votes. things. Yeah, yeah that's it. Votes in the box. And it's like, you want, you want a dollar? You right. almost got yeah, it. You right. almost had it. You almost had, had it. it. Yeah. And that's it's, what they're doing. You know, it's <clears throat> we we do politics on the show. As yeah, you yeah. Know. It I, I've kind of come full circle with it with being mad at the the elected officials. Yep. You know, both sides of the aisle they hold the country hostage. Correct. If, if, whether you're talking about debt ceiling, yep. 
the southern border, whatever. Especially it is, in an election year. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it, yeah. And I and I understand that. I don't think it's right, but I, nope. I get why they do it, I guess. So then, like, the more you look at it, the more you watch the news, the angrier you get. I've kind of turned it around, and now it's like I blame the American voter. because there, yes. you, yeah. Because if you're – it's just like you said. You have to have – you said – I'm paraphrasing. You have to have your house in order to be able to help other people. Correct. I think you yeah. were saying, yes. saying something yes. about, around along those lines. You know, as an educated American and a, and a voter, you should pay attention to these issues. Some people yeah. ignore it because it's like it is toxic and it yeah. doesn't make you feel good. I get that. Mm -hmm. But pay attention to that and then don't vote these people in. Don't don't vote these guys that have been in office Correct. for, their, you know, 60, Stagnant. 40, whatever yeah. years that keep doing the same thing. Correct. after. If they knew they were going to lose their job over the southern border being Correct. the way it is, they would fix it Correct. tomorrow. Yep. Yesterday. Yep. They, they would fix have. it yesterday. They absolutely would have. And, like, you know, it's you got congressmen that's been in there nine years that's never passed a bill. 19 years that's right. never passed a bill. Like, show me your, your record of how you've done, and you've done Just nothing. You're stagnant. Yeah. All right. they're doing, collecting moss. That's it. They're, you know, $175,000 a year plus per diem. That's Toe really the party line. Yeah, that's two, it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm just aggravated with everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, just everybody. And, like, you said something about the voter that was really important. Uh, in the primary, only about fifty to 52,000 people are going to come out to vote. Uh, and then in the general, about 247,000 are going to come out and vote. It's massive. It's the They're doing it opposite. The, you know, you, you, know, the, you need to come out in the primary. That's when it is. That's the way we, the way it needs to be. Well, I, I think our country is so far red yeah. or far blue Correct. that that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't care who's running as long as it's a Republican. Yep. Or and, I don't care who's running yep. as long as it's a and, Democrat. And I hear that a lot because, like, I'm, you know, for me, you know, one party's mad at me, the other party, you're not a Republican, you're not a Democrat, whatever, you know, whatever they're saying. And it's because I just won't put up with them. I don't want to follow their agendas. Like, right. you, I am, I've been in the Army for 20 years. I've been slapped, beat up. No man is going to tell me how to feel. Right. You know what? I know what's morally and ethically right. And for me to go and tell a bunch of suits to tell me, well, you're going to do this because it's the, it's the way of the party. Right. No, that's not the way the American supposed a, to do Because you have a spine. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I have a backbone. Right. And and I and I have full intentions on using. It. I'm not worried about what somebody's opinion is. I never have been. You're not. Uh, you're not trying to go up there to make friends. No. Yeah. Right? No, I'm not. I want to. I honestly want to keep my head down and make change and and do the right things. And people are like, man, I didn't hear nothing. He did all that, and I didn't even know about it. You know. Yeah. But for me, it, it's uh, you know something that I learned as a as a as a senior leader in the military a senior non-commissioned officer that we must mentor, motivate, and direct soldiers. We have to give them purpose to move on. And if we're not giving our voters motivation and purpose and direction, we're, we're failing them. Uh, I think the biggest issue that I see when it comes to Congress people, we don't think of a congressperson as a mentor. And that's, I just, I hate that. I hate that idea. I want people to be like, I want to grow up to be like that one day. And that's oh, not man. what we have anymore. That's few and far between. Yeah, yeah I know. And it's right? true. I mean, like, just be a good human. Like, that's really what it boils down to is like, pick a congressperson that's going to be a good human. Look at what they did before they ran. Look at their past history. Mm -hmm. That what did they do where they didn't make money off of it? You know, it's like oh, I did this for forty years. I did this for twenty years, but you made a profit off of it. Well, yeah, well, they right. go they go in worth let's say you know four hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars total worth or whatever. Come right. out eight years later and they're worth. Twelve, fifteen million dollars, oh, right? It's amazing. That's amazing. That's so where did that happen? You, know? like, and you only made one hundred twenty thousand yeah, dollars a year. Yeah, salary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and that's it. I mean, you know, so like, I think we just got to look at the content of the character of somebody and say, what, uh, where are their morals and ethics is. And like for me, it's in the child that doesn't have a voice. Right. Yeah. It's in the mother that's single and you know doesn't have anybody that will listen to them. You know, that's the issues that I find for myself when you know. 
running and, and I look around, I see consistently the same problems everywhere I go. It's the same things. There's issues and the, the representatives just aren't listening to them because, you know, they're not getting, they're getting paid by, you know, super PACs or PACs. Like I have no PACs. There's no, they'd have to, the only pack I want is like somebody One like. One man wolf pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want a pack from like, uh, you know, like uh, Mississippi Mental Health Association. That would be, right. that'd be a great yeah. pack. Something like that. I don't need, you know, certain packs for so-and-so to come give me money, but then I have to follow what they, you know, I have to, uh, you know, do everything they say. No, I'd rather just be a good man and do what's right uh, and not t have somebody have to be like, well, we, you didn't say enough about so-and-so, or you right. didn't do right. this, or you didn't push this agenda that we want. I was like, well, that agenda doesn't represent all people, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If it, if it affects that, then I have a problem, and I can't stand for it. You know, everybody has light, right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just the way it is. Like, I can't imagine not thinking that. And everybody feels that way until it offends them. You right. know, it's like everyone's like, I'm a patriot. I was like, well, wait, wait a minute. I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, right. and that, that's some of the issues that we see is like there's so much that needs to change when our congressmen are so much older than the average Mississippian. So for example, Mississippians, 52% uh, female, uh, average age is 37. Average age of American is, is 38. But our congressmen are so much older. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, you know what? I retired. I'm 43. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll run. You have the, you uh, have the yeah. time. You I have, have the yes, I have the experience. That, yeah. Yes, I'm like, I got diplomatic experience. I got, I, like I said, I, I still have a secret clearance. I understand how documents work. Mm -hmm. I care about people mm -hmm. uh, more than I care about anything else. That's the most important thing to me is about humans. I want to communicate consistently uh, and never, you never leave a voter uninformed. And, and when, you know, to do that today, yeah, everybody's like, that's what we want. Like, okay, great. Here I am. Put my name mm -hmm. on the ballot. Like, well... You know, and that's what it, you know, so we have to decide, are we a Democrat, are we a Republican, are we an American? And if we, we make a decision off of that, then we can do the right thing in our country because yeah. all of that is built off lies and tricks that they're all both trying to do to divide our people so they can do their own personal agenda while the people squabble back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all see it, but you know, for some reason we won't come out and vote it out. Yeah, that's, you know, the you know, that's what like, I can't understand. We won't vote it out. It's like, we know that guy's a terrible person, bah, but yeah, but he's got the R by his name. Yeah, he's got the it. by his it's name. It's like, you know, for example, for myself, or her. you know, yeah. like, you know, say, I've heard both of the opponents say this, I'd like to run for 12 more years. They would be 75 <laughs> years old. I will be 53. I, I, I don't you understand, know, like, especially with this presidential race coming up, the two people that are probably going to be in the election are fossils. Correct. They're literally fossils. Yeah. And, and, and I understand some older people are, what's your boy? Uh, the guy that you always, that's, that you defend when you say the older people, I take him over a younger guy. Is he, is he a current, uh, currently in government? Uh, we always bring this argument up and you say, well, I'll take him over any younger guy. Uh, Rand Paul, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. He's but not, it doesn't make any sense to me. Ron, if, if we got 80-year-old yeah. people running for president, they've lived life. I mean, they 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 aren't caught up on today's terms. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is, is that we got, you know, let's say 70-some-odd-year-old people representing Congress, and then the average Mississippian or average American is 38 years, 37 years old, and then – they're not in tune. So like the Republican Party's like in shambles because the, the, the what we call the the 
the silent voter, which is that that middle grade. You're like, why would I vote? Then people are going to make decisions for me, and they don't know how I feel. They don't care how I feel. Mm. And they're like, we just let, you know, there's nothing we can do anyway. And because these, you know, these younger people, they're like, ah, you know, they don't care if gay people get married. You know what I mean? They believe that women have the right to their own bodies. And the moment that the older party members of either side have that conversation like whoa whoa wait a minute we don't now we're now we disconnected from it we were there for a second and that's what it is like the the parties must develop and change and shift with the with the, the with the times you know i to me right now it's like the republican parties and the 1965 mentality mm-hmm. it's just we got to we got to keep going to maintain a better party the party must be fluid at all times. It, ha- you know, it has to keep changing so that we keep up. Because the party of today is not going to be the same party in ten years. Mm-hmm. It definitely ain't. Yeah. You know, it definitely. Ain't. And I yeah. don't know if that's good or bad. But if you want a party to thrive and survive and take on and recruit more younger people, we have to change the mentality of of our parties to I, get better off. I, I I agree with everything y'all are saying, and I agree with fresh ideas and all like you know that kind of Warren stuff. Warren Buffett. He's uh, he runs. He's old. Yeah, he's I, I don't. Old. I don't use him as an example. But uh, it's funny you said that because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. of. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that in a discussion yeah. that we've had. Um, but I'm a little less, not so much focused on a number. Like for instance, Joe Biden is what's he going to be? He's seventy, uh, whatever he is, and he's, he can't ride a bike. Yeah, and he's obviously <laughs> lost a step. Whether you're a Democrat yeah. or Republican, yeah. I mean, that's it's very easy to see. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him or not, I think he's still very uh, mentally. Yeah where he needs to be. Yeah. You may hate him. You may yeah. hate his policies, yeah. and that's fine. Well, I don't think he's mentally not there fit yeah. to be able to run for president. Correct, yeah. He's, right? he's the president still is supposed to be, for me, like the guy. Yeah. The guy. And so we've got a right. guy who fell off a bike, Correct. and Putin's over there wrestling tigers. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Riding true. around with eagles. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, it, so, so to me, it's more about the person than, than so much it is the age. You know, yeah. uh, I think. You, but and there is something to be said too about wisdom and experience. Correct. Like you're talking 100%. about one hundred percent versus being super young. Now there are some people who are super young and just yeah. ahead of the ahead of the. Uh, their numerical yeah. age or whatever. So I was a big Ramaswamy fan. I, I, I loved everything he was talking about. He not only brought up topics, issues, he had yeah. very uh, detailed ways of getting mm-hmm. it done. And he's just going up against the Trump train. Money. No, he has the money. He's he's loaded. No, so. well, yeah. That, well, he got uh, targeted. You know what I mean? Like, because I really liked him in the beginning. I was like, <laughs> right. He's the really guy. putting it to him. He's the radical. The, the you talk about fresh ideas. Yeah. The, yeah. He had. There's no fresher ideas. Yeah. No. That. And I, I whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I loved him. I was like, ah, he's gonna break the system, and because that's what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I want like I want to drain set, the swamp. Yeah. Right. Drain the swamp. I want to set it all on fire and replace right. it. Yeah. You know. And and you know that's what it. You know. And, you know. You say set it all on fire, which would drain the swamp. I was listening to another. Uh, interview the other day our republic is is good the way mm-hmm. the founding fathers wrote it mm-hmm. uh our government structure is great it's just the people that are in it right now that need the correct and that's we it. don't need to throw the, the system, whole system is out. fine yes, yeah right. the system is fine uh, i mean i study history uh and and you know I, I get it i mean we could change the titles of in the past you know change some words around but the, the problems are still the same you know we still struggle the same way it's just that uh, like we're you know we send representatives are so disconnected, you know, from the people, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what it is. Like, you know, when, you know, when Mississippi is, you know, like I said, ranks number 50 in, you know, we're the first or yeah, last. Yeah. Right. That's it. And, like, and that's a shame. You yeah. know, that, that is the biggest issue for me. It was like, you see it, you see it right there. And, but then they're like, watch this magic show. Correct. And then everybody gets blinded by that. We, we haven't said it yet, but you're running for the Republican 
ticket. Yes. Yeah, yes. people may have picked up on that. Yeah, yeah I'm a Republican, yeah, yeah. but I'm just mad at everybody. Right, and that's good. That's, that's what, what I, I want to hear. Like, uh, I'm just mad at everybody. It's you know, like yeah, I'm a Republican. I love it. I think I tell people all the time, I am the new Republican. Uh, I am I am the one that broke through and said, hey, I'm the new, you know the alternative candidate for the Republican Party because mm-hmm. like. You know, you can vote for someone that, like myself, that just, you know, that's into this and like ready to go and says, hey, I'm ready to make changes and I know they're not going to be comfortable. Right. You know, or we can stick to the same thing that's failing us and, and we're just falling apart. I'm, and so, like, that's the issue that with the Republican Party, we, we can do so much better and we can recruit and bring in younger people that want to be Republicans. We just got to understand that there's more than one opinion. You know, being a Republican is not a light switch. It's not on or off, you know. And that's what that's the issue that we see the most is like, well, I mean, different types of like, I want to be Republican, but they tell me I'm not a Republican. It's like, son, you're a Republican. I promise you. Don't let nobody tell you something you ain't. And, and that's, that's what it is. I'm just, for me, uh, I'm just angry uh, at the system. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I see how it's failed, you know, us. And it's kind of part of the one reason, you know, that's, you know, I'm running to, for a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. I just want to be brave enough to not have to worry about, you know, what somebody else thinks. Never have. You know, I, I, like I said, I've been blown up. I've been shot. I'm missing part of my thumb. Uh, you know, I got some bullets in the left leg. I've been there. I've done that. And there's just no man that can tell me how to think. Right. Yeah. I, I don't mean this in a, a bad way yep. at all. Gung-ho, ready to get mm-hmm. the job done. You get up there and it stands still. Yep. Because it's the old Correct. ways. How do we go about changing that? Outside of because I believe that the people that that I'm searched for that's they're already there, but they're just so used to it. We just got to be like, hey, who wants to you know start doing this a little bit better? There's not enough. There's nobody up there willing to be like, okay, I'm ready to change the game a little bit. Almost like the Tea Party was in the yes. love the 2010s or yep. when, yep. when were they eight 2008 yep. something yep. like that. Love they, the tea they party. had a problem. They were like, hey, we're taxes is our thing. Yep. Right, correct. Get this yep. right. Correct. And and they kind of created their own little sub caucus within. Yep. Rep, the Correct. House representatives, right? Yep. Yes, exactly what they did. Oh, I thought you were talking about like actually dumping tea. <laughs> well, like, that's, 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 that's what the date was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dumping tea since yeah. seventeen seventy three. Yeah, that's, right. that's, right. yeah, that's yeah. my guys. But yeah, no, I, I just I think there's Republicans up there that are just waiting for the right guy to like. You know, I can reach out. So the first thing I'm doing, I got a couple of guys I want to go knock on the door. Some of these military guys, are like, hey man, let's team up and start pulling these logs out of the dam. I'm not going to go change the world up there, right. but I'm going to create a process that I can tag out to the next guy mm-hmm. and he can pick up where I left off. That's, this is all, you know, there's, I'm not going to fix the world, but I'm going to create, I'm going to start the change. That's right. all I want. So we got the primaries that we have to go through first, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And that's coming up in a couple. That's March 12th. Okay. March the 12th. So we have three people running, yep. including yourself. Yes. You're one of the three. Um, what has it been like for you? Let's start here. Like if somebody's going to just jump in right now and hear us talking, what would you say your campaign, what's your elevator speech, right? Like yeah. what is your so, hot topic issue? So sell us on you right now. I right. tell you, I tell people right off the bat, my name is Michael McGill. I'm a 43 year old combat veteran. I'm a nonprofit leader, an advocate for human rights and someone who helps families in need. Uh, some of the issues that are priorities to me are ones that affect us at the, at, at the local level, like such as human trafficking, uh, we, we talk about food insecurities. We talk about insurance costs here on the coast. It's just out of control. Unbelievable. You know, and, the, you know, we look at we look at fentanyl as an epidemic. It, it's just going crazy right now. I don't feel like our law enforcement are getting the respect and the powers and the equipment they need to do their job even better. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, we could go on and on about what's important, but it's the things that are affecting people right now. I don't think that people should be, uh, foreign countries should be able to buy land next to our military bases or buy our crops or stuff like that. That's the things that I think are the most important right now. And there's, there's always more. It's going to change every day. But these are the things that make me wake up every morning and figure out what can I do to make the world a better place. Okay. And so that's, that, that's, those are things for me that is, you know, you know, women, you know, women have, are having issues right now. You know, I, I interested in fighting for women's rights. You know, they don't feel like they are being representative. And I don't think anybody around here wants to do that. I do. I'm interested. My family's fault, uh, you know, in, in human rights or civil rights as long as we've been alive. And I'm going to continue that fight. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of tiptoeing on the line. Yep. Yeah. So you're, it, you're a just, tiptoer. Yeah, but it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? It's, you know, and that's what we talk about. The party, one party will be mad at me, another party will be mad at me. But it's just like, it's just the right thing to do. It's, you know. Okay. And so, like, at, but as, you know, running for uh, – for, for, for a federal seat, mm-hmm. you're going to have to address the, mm-hmm. the, the hot topic yep, issues, right? So where, yeah. where where do you fall on, especially with your military perspective, yep. we'll start with the southern border. Yep. What, the what border you- we have to shut the border down. Okay. The border has to be shut down. There, we, we cannot continue doing what we're doing mm-hmm. at the rate it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to shut that it's border down. It's a national down. security issue. It is yeah. a national security issue. Uh, you know, we have people coming in that are, that are on the no-fly list. Things like that. We There's people crossing. I think they said the other day they had like 380 known terrorists Correct. cross the border. Correct. Correct. I Correct. mean, that's insane to me yeah. uh, that we can allow that and we're not stopping it. Our military needs to be activated and fix that border, reinforce it, and get it right so that we can return it back over to the state so they can control it. Because we're taking, we took all the equipment from the border agents. Yeah, took away no, their thermal, it's, it's their a, night vision. It's That's pur- mind blowing. It's me. a purposeful subversion oh, yeah. to me. Uh, what's going yeah. down there? And just like you said, if you if you give the military that task, yep. they will. They will crush they it. Will they will crush it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean going down there with like machine guns. No, 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 no. Shooting anybody. Down. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm we saying. We will line connexes there. You won't be able to see that other side. No, there. We'll put jersey barriers, Hesco barriers, everything Correct. you need out there. Correct. We'll do that. And then you, like with your uh, nonprofit and your humanitarian side of your personality that I'm mm-hmm. hearing, when I say that, because I feel like the counter argument is that is like you're not a Christian, you don't care about the plight of these people. It's like I think you can do both. Yeah, you Would can. You agree? I'm, yeah, I can, we can shut the border like, down. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. exactly yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and still and still yeah. try to help these yeah. people out versus just yeah. saying, "Hey, come in, yeah. go wherever you, and we'll bus you somewhere." Correct. And then we're going to give you. I saw a, a headline on the news the other day in New York. They're giving more money to uh, what do they call them? They don't call them illegal. Aliens anymore, refugees, yeah. migrants, migrants, or whatever. Yeah. Then they are the VA. Yep. Then they are for for for, for veterans. I, I mean, agree. that's Chicago. Yeah. They shut down a public school. Yeah, that's they're the, doing. Yeah, they're the how, how, how does that make you feel? It 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 irritates me because I know that there's like I said, this comes back to the humanitarian crisis that we're having here in the United States. That money could be redirected to our own people. Correct. That's our own people. Uh, and there is a there is a time and a place for them to be able to come into our country, but we have to make the process a little bit more streamlined where some work to do on that level but you know there's a lot to do but first of all if this plane is crashing i got to put my mask on before i can put your mask that's on. that's right and that's where i stand with it um it's you know i just look back and i listen to all the people there everybody's got an opinion about the border when i hear it and they're all like hardcore left right mm-hmm. and i'm just saying it's not what we got to do yeah. i think the republican side the blowback is that you're not a human human yeah. or humanitarian enough you don't care about the yeah. flight of the other people but i think you can do both that's why at I, this point yeah. I'm 
I'm trying to make. Yeah, you know, and, like, and that's what I try to tell people. It, you don't have to choose. Right. You don't right, have, right. look shut down the border and then we'll figure it out. But we, you know, if a bathtub's leaking, we got to drain it, patch the hole, and then we can put back water. There's a place for both because that's the thing is like, oh, you know, people say, oh, you're a humanitarian, so you can't be a Republican. No, no, humani- Republicans are humanitarians. Right. Just the other ones are just louder than the good ones. You know, right. like, and there's a bunch of me running around in the Republican Party. But we're doing it behind closed doors, talking yeah, to whispering. one another, whispering yeah. it, because so and so might make, might say something that. But the Republican Party is full of humanitarians. They're full of Christians. They're full of all these great, wonderful people that I know they're out there because I talk to them on a regular basis behind closed doors. They're like, McGill, you're probably my favorite Republican because you're the under, you understand the party, you understand the government, and you understand that the people. You know, and that's the thing is like you got to have uh, be well rounded to be a congressman. You know, you got to be able to hear everybody speak and understand and relate to them. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the insurance stuff. That's yeah, we need. We need key. representation in DC. Yeah, on, my, on my that, mom. Down here my mom right? can barely afford the insurance on her house, and we right. live. We live in Long Beach, and she has a house uh, south of the tracks, and, and insurance is killing us. You know, it, it's just crazy, and it's inflation. It's people taking money from from these insurance companies and things like that. We have to hold somebody accountable. But as long as the insurance company is dumping money into these congressmen, they're not going to do anything. And that's what it comes down to. It's like it's what it is. People are being bought off with with big money uh, at the congressional level. There's no reason for our stuff to be as high as it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, a house was built in 1970. It is going to cost more now to rebuild it. I right. get that. But it's just, when we look at the charts, it's just, it just shot up. Yeah. Since Katrina, they found out how much they can get from us. And they were like, well, if we can get that much, we can probably get a little more. Yeah. And you, that's you what brought up doing. the guy with the fishing pole yeah. with a dollar yeah. over it. it. How, how, yeah. how far you want to, you want to yeah. live on the water? Okay, yeah. well, here And that's it is. what it is. Like, oh, you want to live in this beautiful house? And now it's driving out the, the, the people that's lived on the coast all their life. Mm-hmm. And now it's bringing in these rich, big, beautiful home, multi-million dollar homes that me and you can't afford. Mm-hmm. And the normal person is getting pushed out north of I-10 or wherever where the, where the insurance is a lot cheaper. And the wealthy are taking, the extreme wealthy are taking over that are from different states. And our, our fishermen, our, cast, our, our mullet men, the ones throwing cast nets, our oystermen, we can't afford to live on the coast anymore. And that's, that's terrible. And that, it, we have to get in there and we have to find a way to start bringing that down. And, it, you know, I don't have the greatest answer, but I know people that do. And we just got to sit down with them and say, hey, let's start getting some subcommittees and start pulling this thing apart and finding out what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody tells you that they got an answer that will fix it, they're, they're, they're just they're blowing smoke. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is, like, if you take one thing from me uh, that you take away from me that I'm pretty level-headed. I know that I'm not going to blow smoke. I never will, never have. I just I know how it's going to work. You know, I, I know it. People, I hear people say on the campaign trail all the time, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You know, as soon as I get there, it's impossible. You can't do that. And, but the people fall for it. And then all of a sudden, then they come back to them and be like, you didn't do what you promised us. Mm-hmm. Well, because made, they made you an impossible promise. Mm-hmm. I will not do that. I'm just a normal guy. I'm just an average person that got out of the military. I've been for 20 years and nobody could, everybody had to tell me what I could and could not say and they can't no more. <laughs> and I got plenty to say. Yeah. You know, I worked in the, I worked with the government and with funding and contracts and contracts and worked on that stuff for 20 years. I know what government, the government does. I know the bureaucracy that comes from it and I know how to deal with it. I survived it for 20 years. Yeah. You know, a civilian person cannot go into the government 
And then like, like all right, we're going to fix some stuff without even knowing how the system works. The system is broken so bad in, in there. Look at our military right now. Uh, I, I recruited for four years in Philadelphia. I was, I was a recruiter there in one of the hardest parts, uh, places in the country to recruit. And I saw firsthand what is degrading our military when it comes to uh, recruitment. We're, we're the smallest we've been in 80 years. Mm-hmm. Our military is so busy trying to be woke mm-hmm. that we're not focusing on, on, on our level 10 the tactics. Mission. The mission, exactly. We're not training because we don't have the right money for it because we're spending on everything. Oh, we can't go to the field. Yeah. Correct. And, you know, and that, those are the issues. Like, we got to get our military back, and it's going to start with recruiting. Like, we're taking the benefits away from soldiers. Like, it's insane. For example, uh, the other day, the Department of the Army decided they're going to cut back on when, when a soldier goes to uh, deploys, they, give, they pay for our uh, rental storage, they, they yeah. household goods, yeah, they store yeah. it. Right, right. Not anymore. They're, ta- they're, ta- they're taking that away. Yeah, because that's yeah. where we should cut yeah. is that, right? That $300. How, when, yeah. when have you ever seen him put up a bill for – Ukrainian war coffers, whatever you want to yeah. call it, right? They've I've never seen them be like, we don't have the money for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh like, no, they got the money. Two hundred eighty million, a billion, boom, Look, done. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, I was a platoon sergeant. I had a I had a platoon of soldiers, and a two a third, two thirds of my soldiers qualified for uh, food stamps. God, like dog. I mean, I mean, you're telling me you're going to make a kid that you sent to war pay for food and, stamps? That's a sergeant. Yeah. This E five and below, E yeah. five and below is on the struggle bus. And then I got I got a young soldier that's an E one, two or three with two kids and a wife, and you're and you won't take care of them. That's mm. the problem. Like who's going to fight for them? Mm. Me, because I've been there. I've been that E one. I've been that E two. I know exactly where the problems are broken down is and where they need to be fixed. And if we don't put an educated military man that can understand that, mm. that alone is going to fall apart. You're going to send a sons and, you know, you got a civilian that's never been in the military that's going to send sons and daughters off to war that never put on a pair of combat boots. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me, and yeah. I can't allow it. Yeah. I cannot allow a man or a woman that's never served their country to understand what the struggle is going through a, a pre-deployment, getting your gear together, leaving your sons and daughters in the grass mm-hmm. when you get on the bus and drive away. They don't understand that, but they'll be quick to tell them off. But I'll tell you one thing. To this day, the day I get elected— I will be at the funeral of every dead soldier that p- dies overseas. Mm-hmm. If they die in combat, I will be there, and I will salute them. I've been putting the flags on soldiers' graves for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've done too many. don't like doing it. But at the same time, they deserve the respect and Somebody's honor and the dignity. Yeah. And I guarantee you that you know, when these three soldiers died here in Jordan, like I was already mapping out where the funerals were yeah. so I could get yeah. to them. And what, they were, they were a, what, a, a one-day... Ten minute news cycle, yeah. and that was it. Terrible. Yeah. Three, three, yeah. Pa- like Correct. American patriots, right? You know, yeah, what exactly. Three? Was it three? It was three. Okay, thirty four injured, three died. Yeah, they were they were reservist unit out of uh, basically out of Georgia. All yeah. three funerals were in Georgia, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like I'm on my way. I am going, but mm-hmm. the families wanted to to keep it. When I totally get it, right? But even if I wasn't running for Congress, I would have been there. You know, if like I just need to know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we got to have compassion for our military personnel that we're not getting with any other candidates. And it's not their fault. They don't understand. They think they do. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, oh, you know, you know, somebody's great, great uncle, grandfather was in the military. And so they under the world war. And I get it. But at the same time, until you can understand PTSD, if you can understand that kind of thing and you can say, I got you, buddy. We got, you know, yeah, you know, that's a thing. Plan, places we to got it. We plans, got there, yeah. and and that's what it is. It's understanding the programs that are in place in the military that we got to improve. What what about recruitment? You mentioned that though. Yep. Without without, uh, you're saying they're cutting stuff like uh, yep. paying for your storage yep. and stuff. Outside yeah. of that, like how do you 
how do you get this soft society? So, do, do you lower the standards of the it, military? It's, 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 it's simpler than that. No, you, the, the standards are, have to stay the same. But what we do, we have to incentivize people to want to join. And it's not money. We got to show people it is wonderful to be a soldier. Right. It is the most dignified job in the world. As a recruiter, I would go into schools and teachers would tell students, if you join the military, you're not any good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In front of you? Yeah, oh, in, in front of the kids, in front of all of them. Like, I would have, I got, people wouldn't even let me in the schools. I'm pushing mine, military. Yeah, well, me too. My yeah. son, will join, my, my son yeah, will join the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so we have to redignify the military. But when we, when we make the military recruiting commercials that we're making, yeah. you know, that's insane. Like, right. when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, we want a fighting force, but we're not, you know, it's like, hey, look, pick up a rifle and follow me. Well, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of labeled as a dirty job. Now. Yeah. Like you want to go to Ingalls and well, no, no, you want to go to military. Yeah, and, yes. no. and that's the thing you know is like, saying? we have to, we got to put the dignity back in the job. And, and as long as we're paying soldiers that f qualify for food stamps, they're not going to join. Mm -hmm. As long as we take away their benefits daily, they're not going to join. We must continue to reinforce and make it. But man, that's a really good paying job. If our, if our, if our military budget's going to be 60% or whatever it's going to be, a large portion needs to go to soldiers. Yeah, and you, we need. I mean, you should be able to live in a house. If we look at base housing, I know soldiers can see through the walls. That's I got crazy. a soldier that's wife fell in a bathtub because the house was messed up and she broke her back. Crazy. Because the house was not up to standards. If that house would have been in the in in the civilian well, in the city, it would have been condemned. Mm -hmm. But military has a different set of rules. We don't do those kind of things. The things you're like, this is my pride and joy. Let me take care of my son or my daughter. And they're, not, they're just not doing that. So mm -hmm. recruitment is picking up, you know, the lowest level of people currently right now when we should be a prestigious organization. And until we create an environment of prestigious organization and you get the respect and the dignity and be like, you know, if you join the military, you can do, you know, these th you will get these three things or four things, whatever it is. Like we talk about our college, but our TA pro programs is not doing very well, you know. And then we want to say, look, join the military. Go to I, Random story. I just finished my degree two months ago. Like Congratulations. I finished, it took me like 97 years. But, you know, Congratulations. Like, I took, That's cool. Yeah. I went seven years at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, so I'm not far behind. I was in Africa. <laughs> I did classes in Africa, Korea, all over the world. So, but like it. But, you know, it took me that long to do it because what, did, what was it in uh, business management? There you administration, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but it took me doing one class at a time. And it was like, hey, I'd really like to go to college. And the the big army would be like, absolutely, you can go to college. And at the army level, you ain't going to no, college. You, go to college, <laughs> you better get your eyes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back to the motor pool. You you get back over there. Yeah, yeah, and that's where we. So in like the toxicity, and this is a problem. You're like. The first question is, why are they leaving this military faster than we can put them in? Mm -hmm. Because the battalion levels and higher are toxic. From the, mm -hmm. from the company or the battery level to the battalion or brigade level, it's toxicity. Nobody wants to be in the Army no more. A soldier, you know, you'll hear it all the time. A soldier is like, hey, my baby's born. It's uh, going to be born in 14 days. Well, can't you, go. You can't go because we got to go to NTC. Right. What? My baby's going to be born. They don't care. They want. They just want to be 100% when they roll to, go into to, to National Training Center. Mm -hmm. they, that's all they care about. They don't care about. So that's where the, the first thing is we got to attack. Why are they leaving? Right. You know, the Air Force don't have no problem with, with re retention, you know, but the Army does. The Marine Corps struggles with it. Right now, Marine Corps is rated a, a, a highly fighting force. Military is degraded. The Army and, you know, Air Force is degraded. Yeah. And, you know, and these are the issues. Like, we don't take care of the soldier the way you think we do. What are, what, what are some of the other national issues that you're going to have to come at one time, though, abortion. 
I mean, women's rights. Where do you so, stand on that? This is a tough one because I I am I am a pro life, but I don't think I have the ability to tell a woman what she can and cannot do with her body. Mm-hmm. I think we need to sit down and have a really good conversation about it. And this is a dividing force between uh, you know, what makes a person a Republican and what, what makes a person a Democrat. And it shouldn't be. It, every situation is different. I can't I can't tell a stranger lady that I that I never met what what she needs to do and i think that's between a conversation between her and her doctor mm-hmm. much less a you know a political party or your personal agenda like i said i am 100% you know pro life but i on just, a personal level but yeah, maybe on a, a policy, you know, on a personal, not a policy not a level i just don't think i have the i don't think i have the authority to tell a woman what to do and i think that's a you know that's just the way it is something i, I stand with i just i think we're jumping to we need to have a conversation like a realistic conversation mm-hmm. This topic should not be the, the end-all, be-all conversation between, between groups of people. We need to have a conversation. Yeah, it's, a very, it's a very complex It is. Issue. It yeah, is. Yeah. And it's, we're, we just can't sit You can't there. be cut and dry on it. Cannot. It's yeah. not. And I hate it. And, I, and everybody's going to be mad at me or some people will be proud of me. Yeah. But 50 well, you got to be you. I mean, 50% is going to hate me and 50% is going to love me. On There's everything. nothing I can do about it. But I, but I, think, uh, I, I think it would be crazy for me to say that – I can do. I can tell somebody to do life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. That's right. You know what I mean. So it is. You know that's just the way it is, and that's where I, that's where I stand with it. How, how has the campaign been so far? Well, uh, on the struggle bus. <laughs> uh, you know, on the struggle bus. So I think so. So you're not knocking on doors and kissing oh, babies and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, that's Them the babies, bus he's talking about. Babies are soaking wet. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. like, so, you know, uh, but like so. For me, I am. I've raised the least amount of money than my other candidates. One, one. You're uh, the lowest raised I, out of the three. Yeah, yes, correct. Okay, okay. So, um, Mr. Rizal has he? You know, he's he's in Washington D.C. He's right. got unlimited money. You right. know, he's got money coming from every which way you want it. And then the other opponent, he put in five hundred twenty-five, one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars, five hundred twenty-three thousand dollars of his own money. Five hundred. This is the you third. You didn't have 000. that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even seen that. Like I got an army tank that I used to be in charge of. Right, that would, right. I you could have sold I, that. I couldn't yeah. imagine needing this. I'm like, man, I got an idea. Sold like, I didn't see it. You could have drove this tank yeah, and like, drove one off the lot. They'd have never known. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know, when you can when you can afford to run three times in a row and do that kind of much money, and then you're getting you know pack after you get these political action committees paying for you to do whatever you need to do, uh-huh. and you're like, and I'm over here like, hey, <laughs> you know, I I raised the the first five thousand dollars that I raised. Came from active duty soldiers, cigarette and beer money. Yeah. Like all my soldiers were like, here's eight bucks. Man. The I, books. Was gonna, yeah, I was going to hear some skull or I was going to buy a Red Bull. And like, so all my money was 100% raised by active duty soldiers on the first try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just, that's just amazing to me that I was able to do that. Like my soldiers that I've raised for 20 years believed in me that much that they would be willing to do that. And so when we look at the numbers, they're broke down zero to $200, $201 to $500, and they're broke down. When we look at the three candidates, uh, one didn't raise any money in the $200 department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I raised uh, second, and then uh, Congressman Izell raised the most, but he only beat me by $1,800. Mm-hmm. Now, he raised over $400,000 in mm-hmm. the big scheme of things. Right, on the higher but in, tier. But when we look at the grassroots, he only beat you me by 1800 You nickled and dimed him. Oh, I was yeah. digging in couches. <laughs> I was digging in couches and everything else, but like, and I, if anything, I think that makes me the proudest that that people that don't have the money uh, believe in me, spent the most on you, spent yeah, the most yeah, in me, yeah. and, and and we did it like the first time, so 
they do it every every 90 days they look at our fund fundings and the first time uh congressman has only beat me by like 400 bucks and then this time he beat me by 1800 uh but like and that's the way it is i i can I, the people that have the least amount of money like me the most <laughs> Or the richest people, not so much. Right. Uh, but, you know, I challenge people to go to the, you know, to go onto the website and look at who raised $101,000 and who raised, you know, $10,000 here. And then look at, look at McGill. He raised zero. You know, like I didn't raise my, I got a, I got a $1,000 donation. You thought I was just like, I spent it instantly. I was like, we're buying signs. Right. You know, it's like, so, you know, one, you know, the, the incumbent spent $175,000 just on signs, mm-hmm. just on signs. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine if I had $175,000, I, I would be sick to spend that kind of money. Right. It yeah, would make right. me sick. You make kids I could feed with, with $523,000 or uh-huh. $400,000 when it comes to, I'm just a people's, I'm a people's person. I'm a people's candidate. I like, yeah. um, I don't have PACs following me around. Uh, I, and, and, and you see why, because I'm just kind of a balanced person. I'm running. Not because I'm a congress, uh, not because I'm a you know a political person. I'm just I'm just a dude. I'm just a soldier that got out of the army and needs to continue serving his country, maybe just in a different capacity. And and I just want to represent everybody. I mean, there's 777,000 people in this district, and I want to know all of them. I want yeah. I care about them all. Like equally, I honestly care about them. And I don't think that everybody else feels the same way. Yeah. Do you have? Do you have? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where was the where did the majority of your funds go to? Signage, signage, stuff like so, that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I raised a total of like ultimately right now I've raised like seven thousand dollars. It's all goes to like signs. Uh, I spent two thousand dollars on a commercial. You know that I had to, I had to shoot a commercial. Now I couldn't afford to get it on. The, I had to use social media to get the commercial. On, oh yeah. Like, I couldn't afford it. You know, like and a, a news organization called me the other day and was like, "Hey, we want to put you on the show." It's only going to cost you seven thousand dollars. I'm like, what? You know, we could like, have done it for six. Yeah. Yeah. We're way underbid. We could have done it for six. We could work something out. <laughs> yeah. and, and, it, and it's so crazy. Like in politics, money matters. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. You you don't you could be anybody, but if you got enough money, you can win. It's like you're a terrible human. Yeah, yeah, but I got eight hundred thousand. I mean, yeah. hasn't the proof? Shown itself yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Look I mean, at it. Yeah, look at all like, the you know. We meet we meet people all the time. They're like, oh, I want a young. I want a young candidate that represents us all, uh, you know, and that's military. It doesn't matter. I'm here. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's like you just, you know, we we have to be about it and not just talk about it. Correct. You know what I mean? That goes I, back to don't the American talk voter, about like it. I was saying. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's like, I mean, if you want a normal person, you know, choose somebody that has a pattern of of doing the right thing for 15 years without making money in the non, like for me in the nonprofit sector. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Pick somebody that has good moral character that you can track down and be like, okay, that guy's been a good man his whole life. Yeah. And not just because they're running for Congress. Or do you do you have a Facebook page dedicated to, to, yeah. to the so, yeah. campaign? My my website is stayamerican.org. Okay. And then, yeah, so that, that you can go to stayamerican.org and so, find me there. So that's where you're most at. I see your – is this your personal page I'm looking at so on Facebook? it depends which that's one you're looking at. That's his personal page. Yeah, so yes. mine is uh, – the other one is uh, – my, my professional one is – a picture of me in a blue jacket with a white background on it. That's my. That's my. Okay. How do I look? Let me. I'm. I'm pulling up. So uh, Mississippians for McGill is probably it, or Mississippi MS for McGill. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share this right here. Uh, this is your website. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna drop okay. that into the comments. And on just the live just to let you know, there's Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App links on there. You all can right. just click the little buttons. But uh, you know, and that's funny. Like, I want five dollars. I want to. That's all I want. I would rather have a hundred people give me one dollar. 
than one person giving me $100. I want people to get involved in the political system. I want people to say, hey, I'm mad, and I'm going to pick McGill because I'm mad at the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I want them to do. I want them to be frustrated like I am and say, I'm picking the guy that doesn't have anything to lose. You know, that's it. Because, like, when, when this election's over, win or lose, I'm still going to be in the nonprofit sector. Right. I'm still going to go out with these other nonprofits like, you know, you got Back Bay Missions, gr- got some great stuff going on. You got loads of fishes and blogs going on. Right. I can tell you all the nonprofit sectors, they know exactly who I am. Like, I call yeah. McGill if we need a thing. You know, they don't call their congressman when they need a thing, you know, because the congressman ain't going to return the phone calls. And, that, and that's just not my gazelle. I have nothing wrong with my gazelle. That's just across the board. Uh, I just have a desire to make our make our country a better place. Uh, you know, I just desire to make our community a better place, and I think this is the only way for me to do it is to put my head on the chopping block. You know, you. like that's a lot to put out there. Yeah, it, is. Sure. it really is. But I got nothing to lose. What, like, if somebody wants to shoot you a question, where's the best way to get in touch? with So you, you can reach out to me through Facebook Messenger, or, or uh, you can find my all my information on my website. Uh, I, I really like uh, Facebook Messenger. Like I think that's the most realistic way. Uh, I, I, went, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. No, I, you say Facebook Messenger. I went back on here. I see Mississippians for Michael McGill. That's me. That's a, yeah. that's a public group. Is there a page the, for that? So so that's my Facebook group okay. there. But you can, if you'll look in there, you'll probably see my photo down there where I've added things in there. Okay. Uh, I, I think see, that I, page that you were on was his. Okay, uh, I'm just going to share that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's got the it, American flag on the top yeah. with the hashtag. Team McGill, stay American. Stay American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to share that one as well. So that way people can, you're mentioning to uh, send you a Facebook message. That way they yeah. know right where to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I think that's realistic because uh, that's how we talk nowadays. You know, it's like, yeah. don't call my office and leave a message because I ain't got no office. You know, <laughs> I put my own signs up. You know what I mean? Like every sign you see, me and my son has drove that stake in the ground just with a hammer. Yeah, you small, got your crew small. right over here with yeah, you today. Yeah, yeah. My son is my uh, chief of staff. That's, okay, you know, I like he, that. yeah, he's my chief of staff. So I like he it. holds that. He's my minister of propaganda. There we know, go. Like, yeah. Well, I, I will say this: uh, I was on driving my bus today at school, and some kid saw that face. I wasn't driving, yeah. but I was stopped before the people loaded mm-hmm. up. And they were like, "Facebook's like the old people stuff, man." Yeah. How are you reaching out to the young bucks? How so are you? Getting we're out using there? TikTok. We're using TikTok. Uh, we're using Rumble. I'm okay. sure you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, we're doing all that. You can find me on all those social media links out there. Uh, I'm like 30 people away from being 1,000 views. Uh, oh, then you go live. My yeah. God. Yeah. The world will change. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, like with Joey's question, you know what's sad, though, is you talk about reaching like the younger crowd. They don't vote. They don't vote. They don't vote. No. They don't vote. And you know they what? don't show up to the polls. I tell you what. I talk to so many people that are like, I'll, you know, this is how – uh, broke we are so I have to take my I take my push cards and we go to parking lot of Walmart and we put it me and my son are literally like son we gotta do 500 a day and we can go home mm-hmm. and we are literally putting we can't afford the marketing like these other guys they can put a $90,000 commercial up I'm just a soldier we yeah. ain't got no money yeah you know and so we go you know we're putting push cards so if you got a push card on your window that's I'm sorry, but yeah. it's the best, best <laughs> get the way. message out. Gotta yeah, get the message uh, out. yeah, and it's the only way, and it's it's free uh, yeah. every morning. If you see now, here's something everybody seems to like. Uh, every morning from seven a.m. to nine a.m., we, me and my son, pick a new uh, county or some place to shake our sign. I got my big signs, four foot by four foot. Yeah, and we just wave at cars because, and we get to see. You know, I use the Department of Transportation maps to be like, okay, thirty-three thousand cars a day on this road at right. that spot. Okay, we're yeah. out there just like. Doing our thing. I've seen like, your sign on 67 oh God, going to the Iowa High School every I'm day. So, yeah, I'm so yeah. proud of that. <laughs> I'm going to stand by it one day. What's your time schedule? Yeah, right. and I'm I, there every day. <laughs> and, and we do. We, we literally wave at cars, thousands of cars. Like We have to find ways that are conservative 
to reach people and how do we, you know that's the definition conservative i don't you know we have to think every day like how can we break through and meet specific uh, demographics but yet not cost a thing yeah and it might be me shaking a sign on the side of the road well if you take that philosophy up to dc that's they're probably the gonna they're gonna be blown away they're not gonna they're gonna laugh yeah. at you but that's I, what we need right yeah, yeah. Laugh, laugh away laugh away we need one of the big yeah, yeah. oh I, i've literally <laughs> thought about we can't afford to rent it though we've checked it out. i was like hey can i get it for eight minutes yeah right. i thought about having my son just do it yeah like, stay out there like yeah spin the side but you know that's the thing is like uh you know but it like i said unfortunately someone like me we struggle with money, and we have to raise it to continue the fight. You know, I mean, you they're never going to shut me up. They can't. They won't. They can't because speaking is free. Right. Uh, you know, but at the same time, like, we have to, like, be sensitive about our – we go, okay, we got X amount of signs. How can we do this to make it count? You right. know, you know, do we have need to pull it up and move it you – know, move the same sign around? But, you know, and that's the thing is, like – we're just normal people running for Congress. We're not anybody important. We're we're not professionals. Mm -hmm. We're just it's just a family, you know, just doing this. Tell me that primary date again. So March twelfth is the is the uh, is the primary. Okay. So as we record this, this is February fifteenth. So March twelfth, we got a little bit of time. Yeah. Where do you, what are you going to be doing in between recording this and that date? What's on your so calendar? right now? Uh, we're we're just doing whatever we can. Uh, we're we're shooting. You know, we're doing like TikTok commercials or things like that. And we're getting out and meeting people. We're we're consistently in the in the environment. Like I promise you, nobody's out maneuvering me. Are you uh, knocking you know, on doors? You are knocking or, on doors. Okay. We're calling people. We're putting out flyers in the mail. We're making the any events the that you're going to be at? Yeah, it depends on if people want to do them. So, like, you know, you know, a random person was like, hey, I'd love to have you come over to the house and we have events. So uh, it's very impromptu when okay. it comes to it. So okay. um, you just have to pay, pay attention. If you'll if they'll follow me on Facebook or they'll follow me on, on follow my website, they'll be able to see, uh, you know, where the events are coming up. So it just kind of depends on, you know, who wants to do what. Uh, we, you know, we try to get a lot of the public events. We we attend a lot of them. Like, I'll, I'll be here, and then, you know, you're like, well, he was here at 9. How did he move three counties in two hours? Because that's mm -hmm. what we have to do, yeah. you know, and, and that's, the, that's the way we maneuver. Like, if anybody knows anything about me, they know I talk too much, and I don't stop moving. And that's the kind of thing that I want to say. Yeah, he, yeah. like, he knows. Because he knows. He's so tired of me right now. He's on Mardi Gras break. And he's like, I I, yeah. he's yeah. over this. When he's like, this is go? not the vacation I yeah. thought I was I, getting. I have a, are you putting signs in people's yards? Yes, we're okay. putting signs as they call. So we got some of the little signs. So they just, we got a bunch of them ordered. We just once they arrive, we ran out. So as they're coming, all they got to do is message me or email me. They can find all my information on, on stayamerican.org. And then send it, send me the message or something from there, and I'll I'll get them whatever they need. So. Get your boy to put it in his yard. Yeah, my right? son is excited. <laughs> Took him out there. My you know my chief of staff is very excited to be part of that. He just he wakes That's up. Right. You learn so hammer, much. Huh? He, he wakes up every know. day yeah. and he's like. Did you put the ramming post in the car? Yeah. Yes, 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 we did. My so. shoulders are on fire. He's gonna look like all sorts of after this. He's yes. got one big arm. That's right. He's hammering all day. That's right. It's hilarious. That's right. Well, man, we appreciate you stopping yeah, by and chatting with us. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. I love the uh, call to duty. Yeah. Is that what yeah, good way guess, to put yeah, it? You know, yeah. uh, everything you've done with the nonprofits, uh, everything your military career for sure. Um, I think your heart's in the right place. Yeah, and uh, we people talk about it all the time. We want somebody that's not establishment. You want somebody that's got a fresh set of ideas. You want somebody who's most importantly in it for the right reasons. Right. right? That's, that's exactly what it is. I think. I think to close out with that and say, I tell people to be an architect with me. Now okay. is a great opportunity for us all to work together. Mm -hmm. Take take responsibility of the past and, mm -hmm. and, and start working towards the future. You know, that's anything that, you know, my opponents, you know, the Republican Party did good or bad, I will take full responsibility of their actions. Mm -hmm. And I will and I will make and from that point on it will be my fault after you know, I will continue that way. 
And uh, but I, I think that's what we need. Is like I'm not a you know this is his fault or this fault. It's my fault. From this day forward, it's like a, cha- a change of command when a military commander goes in. He says anything that happens to this unit in the past, it is on me. And everything in the future is on me. Yeah. And I will do, and I will continue that. I will not, I'm not a blame game kind of guy. Right. I will carry the burden of our country to with, on my shoulders at all times. I love it, man. I yep. love it. Michael McGill, man. Yeah. Uh, US. Get out and vote. Yeah, yeah that's, I think that's yes, it. Like, yes. Yeah, even if you don't vote for me, just get out and vote. Yeah. Vote for you know somebody. what I mean? Just vote yeah. for somebody. Because, People have died for that yeah, right. I agree. Get out there and Random vote. story real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, go. go ahead, man. So when I was in Iraq, uh, we were there, and in, in it's related to voting. But uh-huh. It's right there when the votings were happening, the blue finger thing. You remember I got the – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was at a checkpoint in Iraq in, uh, near Fallujah, and an I, a, VB, a vehicle-borne ID came in and blew the hole into the, the, the line of people that were lining to vote. Wow. And, like, it was just mass chaos. And what they did, they just closed the gap. Yeah, yeah. They, Americans would have no, been like, "I'm done voting for the rest of my life." They'd have, they'd have well, shut if down it's over. raining outside, yeah, they're yeah. not going exactly. to vote. Much less get like, blown up. You're like, stick your finger out. Right. And you're yeah. like, "Oh, it's windy." Oh yeah. god. Yeah. But you know, to see how important it is, and these people just wanted to, they wanted the right to vote for the first time in their whole life, well, and and we take advantage of having that opportunity. Yeah, we you take know, it for granted, do, and, and really, people don't realize yeah. we've. I mean, I don't want jury like, duty. Literally, yeah. literally had <laughs> the last thing. You don't have to go to work. That's kind of a good thing. You know, I mean, we've literally had people. Many, many, many generations of young men die oh, and women in, in this country we're, for that right. We're one right? generation. We don't even exercise it. We're one generation from losing everything. Yeah, and you know, it's like if it, my son, I am now training my son to take on. My son will be the future leader of America one day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to be a city councilman or if it's going to be the leader of a Boy Scout troop or whatever he's going to do. He, I am training him to take on a position that he will make the country even a better place after I'm gone. And that's what I want. After you know, he gets done yeah. building fences. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's going to be a fence he's builder. Gonna be he's going to be a fence builder. He's going to be ready to run campaigns <laughs> for sure. So yeah. we appreciate your yeah, time stopping by tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Family. Good luck thank to you. you. Uh, you. Please, like you said, everybody, just get out and vote. Whatever side of the aisle you're on, make uh, yeah. t- give me the date one more time. It's March 12th. March the 12th. Get out for the primaries and vote. We appreciate you all mm-hmm. tuning in on the live, the repeats, and in the audio side of things. I'll have all the links below. You can go check out his website, his uh, Facebook page and uh, get to know more. So uh, y'all keep tuning in, and we'll keep doing them. That's right. Later. Later. Have a great day. Stay American. Thanks so much for checking out the show. We really appreciate the support. If you haven't downloaded the Brownwater Banter app yet, go do it. It's free in the App Store and on Google Play. We have everything covered for a day out on the water. We've got the tides, the radar, Tails and Scales app. We've got a radio station right inside of it, and it's all free. All of our content is in there. You can listen to the show directly inside of the app. Make sure you keep your notifications turned on so you can stay in touch with us as we go live with guests in the future and plan events. If y'all keep tuning in, we'll keep doing them. We'll see you on the next one. Brown Water Bay.